Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another episode of the Blue Crew, a New York Rangers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Johnny Lazarus, as always, joined by my good friend, Cody Frankel. It's been an uh, interesting week, Rangers-wise. Two different kinds of vibes to both games in Seattle and in San Jose. But before we get into any Rangers talk, I wanted to hand it over to Cody. We're recording on Sunday morning before NFL football. So I'm going to let Cody talk about the New York Jets for the next five minutes, and I'll listen as if I care. <laughs> we got a big game right now. <laughs> Uh, no, this game's as make or break as it gets for the Jets. I mean, they're six and three, so they're they're sitting pretty right now. This is um as must win as it gets, right? They lost the first game to the Pats, close game, and now they're going into Gillette. They're the road dogs, but they are the best road team in the NFL. Um, they're the only team I believe who's still four and zero. I can't remember if the Eagle did the Eagles lose home or away. Do you know? That was home. Home. Okay, home. so the Eagles are still undefeated away too. Then. But um, yeah, Cody just convinced me to take the Jets money line. Also, so I did. I did. I am a Jets fan today. Yes, you are. We just gotta. We just gotta play our game. Defense got to do his thing. Sauce Gardner's got to just absolutely destroy Mac Jones and pick him off a couple times. You know, uh, and we just gotta not take dumb penalties. That's it. That's what it's like. The Rangers, right? It's like the the Jets blow games because they take dumbass penalties. So play smart. I don't think the Patriots are that good of a team. I think they have a great running back and a good defense and a good coach. But, um, yeah, we can win. For anyone that's watching on YouTube that can see Cody, he's clearly dressed up in a nice outfit right now. What are you doing today? Why are you, uh, why are you all dressed up? I got Friendsgiving. Good so old how friend. old do you have to be? How old do you have to be to have a Friendsgiving? Because Dude, I don't we know. Started, we started, <laughs> me and my friends from college started Friendsgiving when we were like 23. Oh, really? Yeah, we've been doing it for like six, seven years now. And you guys cook your own meals or are you like, no, 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 no. Uh, so, some do some, some do like one of my buddies is bringing like garlic mashed potatoes. Like he makes that Okay. like we're hosting this year. So we went and got a Turkey. Like we're not making a Turkey, but we got the Turkey. Now we're going to have to, you know, heat it up for two hours or whatever it is. And then a bunch of other stuff like the stuffing and all that stuff. And it's basically potluck. Every person who comes brings something. And is it just the boys or is it no no it's wives, girlfriends? Yeah, yeah. It's it's boys, girls, sometimes pets. Not uh-huh. this year, but um home friends, college friends, which group? Because I'm co- I'm actually just curious because not a lot of people do this. It's college yeah. friends. Yeah, college friends. Actually, two years ago or le- I, one year we didn't have it. I think it was the year like COVID screwed everything up, but the last time we had it before this, I, th- I think it was last year, actually, we had a combination of like home in a way. So it was like, or last time I hosted, maybe it was two years ago, we had like 17, 18 people and it was like a combination of home and school friends because they all know it's each other. It's such a nice thing. Like, no, it's I, great. I wish it's great. Yeah. And we have, and now, we're, and now when you host too, like now we're going to have food for the whole week. So mm-hmm. yeah, no, that is nice. My friends. So I am getting together on Saturday with my summer camp friends, camp friends. Uh-huh. Um, we started a new tradition, but like, I wish, I wish that my like home friends are, you know, I don't, I don't really have many school friends in the New York area, but I wish I had like a cool tradition, like a friend's giving it, it is dude, honestly, it's so weird. Right. Because like, you know, we're both, you know, I'm turning 27 in March. I think you're turning 30, right? 
but like I, I look at us and I, I don't yeah. feel like we're old, right? Like I feel right. younger than ever almost. And, and then you are, when you're you like get to a certain age. Yeah. Like I, you know, I, I feel <laughs> like I'm, I tell people, I feel like I'm 23, but like when you get to a certain age, it know, all just it, blends it, together, man. But it becomes so much harder just to get together with friends. So oh, I really totally. do think, totally. you know, it's such a nice thing whenever you have a chance, like, you know, a Thanksgiving when everyone's in the area, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. It's, it's so nice to do. Like yeah. I actually, I wanted to go to the Rangers Oilers game on Saturday coming up because it's going to be a sick game, you know, one mm-hmm. o'clock matinee at the garden, but it's like the one day a year where my camp friends are all in New York. So we get together now we started it last year. So like, I can't bail on it as bad yeah. as I want to go, but you know, yeah, you got to do that. Yeah. It's tough. And for me, it's like kind of opposite. All my home friends are scattered throughout the globe. Well, not the globe, but the country. So mm-hmm. it's like they're, you know, only like one or two are still in the area. So the year we had like my home friends come like a couple of them like commuted like so yeah it's a good it's um it's definitely good vibes it's, it's always fun especially like when you do it on like football sunday in the thick of like football and it's mm-hmm. friendsgivings obviously usually never the week of thanksgiving because you're with your family or whatever so it's like there's always you know tons of football games on so it's it's a good time I have one more Thanksgiving question. I'm I'm sorry for all the listeners that don't give a shit about like our Thanksgiving takes because I know it's like the easiest thing to talk about. Yeah. But I've been talking about this with other people because I'm like the only one in my home friend group that still wants to go. Do you go out to your home local bar Thanksgiving Eve or are you are you outgrown? I I did for a really long time. Uh-huh. Um for a really long time, like every year. But I think like once you get to the point where you're just like at some point you're just like, I don't care to go anymore. Like you have yeah. your, you have like your crew of friends, like, you know, whatever, like you don't really care to see everyone like, you know, like right out of college, the first, even like maybe the first three, four years, whatever. I was like, yeah, I can't wait to see everybody friends give me, you know, it's like that one time everybody meets up and you see people you haven't seen in five years, whatever. But, um, if I am home, like I, funny, funny enough, I, I'm usually like, we usually go somewhere for Thanksgiving. So like mm-hmm. if I am home, then I would, I would go. Um, you know, if I'm, if I'm in my hometown, I would go and swing by and whatever. I'd go to some friends. I, I did it a couple years ago. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. when I was like 27 was the last time I went, um, your age, but I, it's not so much outgrowing it. Right. Cause it's just going to the bar and like whatever, but it's more so just people shit comes up. Right. People have stuff to do. Like people get girlfriends, people get wives and husbands and stuff like that. So it's like, then you got to split time. Right. So like, we're actually going to Jamaica on no way. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're leaving on Wednesday. Oh, I knew that actually. Why am I saying yeah. no way? Yeah. I guess I was reacting for the podcast purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, I told you 10 times. But yeah, so I mean, stuff always comes up. So like, obviously I'm not going this year, but like if I was home, like, yeah, maybe I'd swing by. So uh, yeah. Now let me ask you this. As someone who is single, most of my friends are in relationships. None of them really want to go. Like all of them are like, let's just get dinner. Don't whatever, go by yourself. Out. No, I'm not going to go by myself. <laughs> but but is it almost like a loserish thing? If like, you know, I'm 26 going to the, like it'd be Huntington. So you know, a lot of like, honestly, there's a lot of college kids that are still there going out. Like, you know, is that like a, a weird, am I like the weird older dude that's going to the bar? I don't like, think so, man. Like if uh-huh. you're with friends, like it's, it, you're 26. It's not like you're like 39. Like, dude, oh, but like, 21 and like, 22 year old girls look at 26. Like it's fucking grandparents. Sh- sure. <laughs> sure. That's, that's true for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean like, if you're going with a friend, like who cares? Whatever. If you know people who will be there, I, I don't mm-hmm. think it matters. But as long as you're not like old blue from uh, old school. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, if there any if there is anyone listening from like the Huntington, Long Island area, I, part of me only wants to go so I can get drunk and get Little Vincent's Pizza at the end of the night. I don't know if you've ever had that. 
little Vincent. You heard of it? No. So it's this place in Huntington. It's open till like 4 a.m. I used to go all the time in high school, like in the summer when you know there wasn't any school the next day. And they only have like plain slices, but their specialty is like sprinkling cold cheese on top of it. Oh, it's, interesting. It's, it's so good. Like, I, it's it, it's not like a place I'd go for lunch because yeah. like it's just that much better when you're drunk. But yeah, it's like a significant part of Long Island. Like anyone who's like for, for us. You know, for us, by me, we had um, we, it wasn't pizza. It was like a halal guys. Oh, dude, um, I, I, I forgot halal. what it was called. It was like I oh my god, it's been so long since I've been there. But we would go. You know, it was open till like three in the morning, and you just go every even if it wasn't Friendsgiving Eve. Like you just go anytime you're home and just just get some drunk food. It's always the best. But I think we touched on this long enough. Let's yep. uh, let's go into this week's games. So they played the Kraken and they played the Sharks, two similar but different field games. Um, against the Kraken, I got to be honest, I didn't really watch the game. Um, I was actually. What are you doing? I was actually. No, no, I was actually at a, a client event and I was just oh, nice. getting home and I was like shot. But I, I did watch the clips and things like that. I mean, it looked like just the classic case of like the Rangers outplayed them, lost, couldn't get any goals in the net. Um, did you did you watch? Yeah, game. I watched I watched the whole game and I didn't watch the highlights, so I don't know how they did it in the highlights. But the, I, like to me, the Rangers did not really outplay them. Oh, I actually really? thought, no, I thought the Kraken, honestly, like night and day from from last year. And and interestingly enough, Dude, last year they played tough against us. Yeah, they outshot the Rangers in both games last year against yeah. Uh, yeah. the Kraken. But um, this year. The Kraken's team speed is like unbelievable. They're so mm-hmm. fast. Like they made the Rangers look really slow. I thought. Yeah, that's in my good. mind. And it was a similar vibe to the game last year. I don't know if you remember the game in Seattle last year. Foxy had that late goal on on that rush with. Yeah, Panarin. of course I remember. We were losing, but like two to one or something, and then we scored two goals to win the game. I think the no, I think the final score was two to one. I'd have to double or, check. Or we were losing one to or nothing, to one. and then we were losing. We were losing to the Kraken in it was the first going into game. the third. Yeah, first going into the third. Going into the third, we were losing, and we were getting outplayed, and then we stole the game from them. And mm. I was like, "Whew, that was a close one." So one player I want to point out in this game who made a huge play to get the game, not get the game to overtime. He just drew the penalty. Was Julian Gauthier, who ended up having you know the first goal last night against the Sharks. Mm-hmm. Um, so great for him to you know really contribute to the team. Yeah, he's playing fourth line minutes. Yeah, but he's coming out of his own. The Kraken game. The power play was so frustrating, and, and that's something that continu- continues to you know be a talking point this year is that they're playing too cute, right? We talked about it last week, how when you take away Mika's one-timer, everyone's a little hesitant to shoot. But you know Vincent Trocek gets a late power play goal in the third period, down 2-1 to one, tie the game up because Foxy just walks to the middle and lets it, lets it go, and the, and the puck takes a good bounce, goes right to Trocek's stick, but that's an ugly goal that the Rangers needed, yeah. which they haven't been getting. And then you, know, you watch the game last night in San Jose, we can just move on to that game too. Cause I know you watched that one. I did. And I, yeah. Just a completely different feel, right? Like you can touch on it. it a little more. I don't even know if it was a different feel. Like, so here's the thing. It was the same old dance. We, we outplayed them. We outshot them. So, so yeah, I guess in that regards it was, but it was just another classic case of like a zero, zero game going into the third. We weren't having any shots go our way. Um, I, their goalie, is their goalie Reimer? Yes, James Reimer. Yeah, Reimer. Yeah, he he had a lot of good saves against us, and he played great. Yeah, I mean, I just got to say, man, thank goodness we have Adam Fox and Igor on this team because, first of all, Fox won us the game last night. Both, great. both. Not only did he score the game winner, but he also set up the Gautier goal, and he made some really big stops. Well, game winner um, was an empty netter. <laughs> what'd you say? It was an empty net goal. The game winner. 
I mean, I mean, sure, but it, you know, still the game. It still ended up being the game winner. No. Yep. Yeah. So, and to and to your point, you touched on it last week. Igor can't get a shutout, huh? Fifteen seconds dude, left. Well, just wait, wide wait, open wait, on the back I'm, door. I'm about to get to that. I'm about to get to that. So, thank goodness for them. Uh, but what I did want to say is, I think it's at the point for this team where like it's okay for us to say this. It's unacceptable to give two grade A chances up with under 20 seconds left in the game. I think that's something you can't do, okay? Sure, we were up 2 nothing with 20 seconds left and Logan Couture scored that goal. You can't let breakaways happen regardless of having the extra man on ice. Play tighter defense. They let a breakaway, Logan Couture scores, and then it almost happened again with four seconds left and Igor made mm-hmm. a great save. And we would have literally given up and probably lost in overtime if that happened. So it's just something that's really irked me and it's something that the Rangers have done in the past. They get like lazy in the last minute of the game when they're, when they have a lead or, or whatever it is. But to me, and I don't know how you feel. I just think that's unacceptable to give two really good chances up with under 20 seconds. And they almost converted both of them, which is the scary part. I think it's just them feeling too comfortable. And it almost might be because Igor's in goal too. Like they, they just know he's there to bail him out, you know, like, which isn't a good thing. And the, the thing that's starting to just become a little alarming is I think we've talked about it a little bit too. It's just that, that hunger, you know, mm. like, mm. like I don't want to single a guy out because he's been playing so good, but Capo Caco can't buy a goal right now. Like <sighs> dude, he's, he's getting so many chances and, and I don't I, know I'm sick. It, I'm sick <laughs> of, I'm sick of like talking about chances with this team because I think there comes a, a point in every man's career and don't get me wrong. Caco is still incredibly young and we know that. But, like, it's the same with Lafreniere, man. Like, how long are we just going to wait for these guys to start putting up points and putting up goals and stuff like that? Like, I I think it's kind of crazy to me that Lafreniere has two goals. Like, I think that's pretty nuts. Um, and I, I think he needs to try something different. And, like, Kako, too. Like, Kako's playing great. So, like, for him, I think it's just a matter of, like, when and not if, Right. Like he's playing a great game. It's just a matter of him getting points, get scoring goals and so on. And like, eventually I think they will fall his way, but Lafreniere is starting to like, you know, I just feel like he's starting to be, he's having, he's showing flashes of why he was taken number one overall and why he's so incredible. But then he has these games where he just goes absolutely missing for like three, four games in a row. And that's like unacceptable for a first overall pick. And, you know, like Hughes figured it out year three. Nico Hirscher, or however you even say his name, like he, dude, I, I did not think he was going to be a great player when he was first drafted, and then he wasn't, and he figured it out too eventually. And and now he's a really good player, and he's their captain. And, you know, people like refer to like the McKinnon thing that, oh, you know, he wasn't so good when he first started. Yes, he was. He just yeah, he was. didn't have he was a 120 he was a points. He he had like 67 points in his first season or something like that. Like, yeah. you know, it, it just comes to the point that it, it's and, – and it might not be something that these players are doing. It might be something that Rangers development is doing because it, it comes to the point where you're just like, what else do these kids need to do to start scoring points and start producing? And I, I don't know what else to say other than like the clock is ticking for the Rangers. Do you agree? Like the clock is ticking. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. And, you know, I try to make it, listen, we, we had this clip last week about, you know, it was kind <laughs> of a joke. It was kind of a joke. I should have continued the clip a little bit longer to show the sarcasm in it, but I got absolutely fucking destroyed on Twitter because we were talking to Anna Dua 
And the whole point was contracts. We we're talking about Lafreniere, Kako, mm -hmm. and Fox. And we made the we didn't really make the comparison, but we mentioned Latang, Malkin, and Crosby, and it absolutely got fucking blown up on Twitter and I got destroyed, which was a lot of fun, honestly, for a Tuesday morning. But back to your point. I, I've been making a lot of excuses, I think, for Lafreniere and Kako that they haven't really been put in the position to not not necessarily put in the position to succeed, but you know, it's not a typical number one, number two overall kind of draft scenario where they're usually picked to come in and kind of save a franchise, right? Like, you know, Colorado wasn't very good before they drafted McKinnon. You know, Pittsburgh was kind of slumping before Crosby comes in. The Rangers, you know, you could say they weren't a very good team, but they still had a lot of talent. They did they drafted Kako and Lafreniere. Like they still had Zabanajad, Panarin. You know, Fox became Adam Fox, but, you know, they're not really getting first power play time. Like they're not yep. getting typical number one, number two overall ice time. So, like, I do try to defend them as much as I can, but the results have to start showing like they have to. You know, they have to. And people said, dude, the thing that makes me mad is like when the Lafreniere got taken first overall. Everybody agreed and said, this kid is a generational talent, right? Yeah. Like they were like, this kid isn't, you know, a Matthews, but he is a generational talent who you build a franchise around. And I just haven't seen it yet. And I'm not even trying to, you know, hate on Lafreniere because I really like Lafreniere. I have his Jersey. He's one of my favorite players on the Rangers, probably behind Mika and Panarin. He's probably my third favorite player on the Rangers just because I like how he plays. But that being said, there's a time and a place, and now is that time and place where these guys need to start producing. You've seen Heedle take the elevations, but everybody was complaining that we needed to put the kid line together. We needed to put the kid line together. They're together now. They are still not producing, and they need to start producing. Otherwise, it's just going to be another one of those scenarios where now GG is going to have to swap everything up again and you know put one on the top line, one on the second line, one on the third line. And I just think like, Man, I I just need these kids to start scoring some goals. Like, just start scoring some goals. Like, shoot more, be be hogs. Like, if 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 them scoring goals and like coming out of their shell takes us losing more, fine. Like, or playing whatever, whatever they got to do, just figure it out because our cup chances hinge on these two kids. At least one of them turning into a superstar, and I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet. I actually also don't know at this point, like what you do if you're Gerard Glant. Like, what line combinations do you even try? Not you know, an easy like, job. I like I keep I keep looking back at the underlying metrics and and the numbers and the expected goals yeah. and the chances and the shots on goal and and everything that continues to like trend in the positive direction. But at what point do we like just accept that? Hey, maybe this team just like doesn't have finish. You know, like. That was the I mean, last year they, they were getting out shot. You know, the, the metrics weren't really what they are now, but it was the same story, right? Like five on five, they were struggling. It, it's, and it's tough. You know, I, I actually, I want to say something funny about, I want to shout out the Brat Pack, and I know you're going to shit on me for this. I actually oh am going to the God. Devil, I'm going to the Devil's game with him. Monday I know, night. dude. We know. Um, we know. You but guys no, have a date. But he makes a joke, which is like so true. I, I was listening to him talk last week on um, the Blue Strip Breakaway podcast. Shout out to Ryan and Greg. And his like favorite joke is that people say the Rangers aren't good at five on five, but that's how hockey's played, which is like such a true thing, you know. Like obviously there there's other important areas like special teams and goaltending that go into mm -hmm. hockey, but you know five on five is where the bread and butter is really made in in the NHL. So like to say the Rangers aren't good at five on five is a very big deal. 
You I, know? I mean, sure, but like to be fair, we've had a lot of five on five goals this year. Like, I don't know how you could say. I, I but just it's not. It's not consistent though. Well, well, it's because we're putting up two goals a night where we're just not scoring. Period. But when we are scoring, like I wouldn't say it's been power play, power play, power play. Like outside of Mika, if you take Mika out of this game, it's all five on five. Like Kreider hasn't been scoring on the power play at all. So I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I think it's more so like the fact that we just can't score. Like it's, you know, we're winning. When I said to you last week, we were playing these four teams on this road trip and we need to bury all four. The only one I was concerned about, like actually was probably the Kings. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, now we're one and one and we lost the game in overtime. And then we won a game by a goal in the last like minute of the game. And it's just getting to the point where it's, it's like, there's should, no comfort. Yeah. There's no comfort there. That's a good word, way to put it. Like there's no, you're on the edge of your seat at all times. And like, sure. If you love the thrill, have a blast. But I would personally like to have beaten the sharks five, nothing. Like yeah. I, I just think they need to figure it out. And we have a lot of scores, but they're just not scoring. Yeah. And also like, it's the complete opposite vibe of last year, right? Last year, the Rangers would go down and, and you just knew they were coming back. Yeah. Now it's like, they go up. It's like, Oh shit, we're going to blow this lead. Yeah. You know, like that. It's, yeah. it's literally the complete opposite vibe of what we saw last year. Last year, they had the franchise record for most comeback wins. And now it's like, they're going to have the franchise record for most blown leads. That's like, that's kind of what it seems like this year. Yeah. I mean, so, so that being said, like, I don't want to go into this too much, but uh-huh. would you, if you're Drury and Gallant, like, do you make a trade early? Like, I, I don't know what else they can, they need something to spark this team and you can't call up Othman. It's not happening. And Cooley's not going to be that type of answer you're looking for. So like, do you go hit up some other GMs and see if there's like an early trade that could be had? Like, I, I mean, I, I don't know what it would take for a blockbuster trade at this point in the season. I don't think we've seen it too often, but it has been done before. And there are some really, really good players available like Kane, Tarasenko, Ryan O'Reilly. I mean, these guys are all goal scorers. So, like, do you go hit up other teams now? Like, if, if this continues to happen? Because how much longer are you going to, like, wait to let other teams creep up on you? Because right now you're in fourth place and other teams are creeping up. So, like, would you go ahead and, and give some teams a call? Well, that's what I was going to say, too. You, to your point. They're in fourth place, and the Metro is very close. Like they're in fourth place with 22 points. The Penguins are right behind them with 19. Philly with 18, and Washington with 17. Columbus is kind of falling apart. They have so many injuries, and they're just a mess. I'm not. We even always knew this was going to be, yeah. But like seven out of these eight teams are, you know, fully capable of making the playoffs. Like yeah. Philadelphia has been a huge surprise. I think if the Rangers drop to out of a playoff position, like it's not going to be very easy to climb back. Although, you know. To the same note of Columbus, I think Washington's also falling apart a little bit. They have so many injuries like Backstrom, Wilson, Oshie. Mm-hmm. All these guys are out. It's going to be so hard for them. And they, I think they've lost like three or four in a row now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the Devils are obviously a huge surprise. No one really expected that. The Flyers are a huge surprise. So, you know, six out of the eight teams, I'd say, I, th- I mean, you got to include the Capitals still. Can I but, tell you something scary? Yeah. So I'm looking at the standings right now to the eight mm-hmm. teams in the Metro. And would you agree, like, the Rangers have not been playing good in the last, you know, 10, 15 games, whatever? Yeah. In the last 10 games, we're third in the Metro at 5-3-2. and two. That's how bad the Metro has been. Yeah, wow. That's I crazy. actually also 
you want to hear something to that to that point uh boomer from sirius xm nhl radio i'm going on the show on tuesday uh-huh. he texted me last night the rangers have scored 27 goals in four games this year they have also scored 27 goals in the other 15 that's yeah. pretty fucking crazy yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean they they don't score like the, sure they have a barrage of goals once in a blue moon like they did against that uh, against like Detroit the or yeah, the Wilds Detroit. yeah uh-huh. but but man it, it's been tough to buy goals for this team and uh, I, again I mean I guess you didn't really answer my question like if you're Gallant and yeah. Drury do you hit up the Blues and see what's good with Tarasenko and and Ryan O'Reilly while they're free falling or Patrick Kane the thing is it's gonna cost more yeah. I, I think you still want to. I mean, because who are you getting rid of, dude? Kra- Kravtsov's still hurt. He's missed. He's played like yeah, three but his, games this season. His value is not high anymore. He like his his sure. Value, yeah, you know? I mean, oh wait, who do I want to get rid of in the trade? No, or? no. Like who who realistically are you getting rid of right now? That's really going to fix this problem. I mean, there's like there's I don't guys. I don't think I don't think one guy is the answer though. Like I don't think if they bring in Tarasenko, like anything's automatically fixed. You, you don't know? think if they bring in a pure goal scorer who can put some points on the board, Ter- dude, Tarasenko's excellent on the five on five. So, but they're still getting who are you getting rid of though? Who cares? Who cares at that point? I mean, like, who cares? All right, if you have to get rid of somebody who you don't want to, you get rid of them. Like, it's you know, you're not you're not touching your elite guys like Panarin, Fox, Mika, Kreider. Like, you're not touching those guys. So, like, and yeah, you don't want to touch the kids. Like, Lafreniere, no, he's not going anywhere. Um, I, I'm, like, hesitant to say Kako would, would go anywhere, but, like, he might. I mean, Kravtsov, yeah, he doesn't have value, but if you, we have an extra first-round pick, don't forget that, from the yeah. Niels trade. Like, you attach that with a, with a Kravtsov and, like, you know, whatever, like, that gets you a Kane or a Tarasenko on, on their walk year. Like, you know, mm. it's not going to be an abundance of picks and players and stuff like that. Like they're on their walk here and they have hefty contracts. And I think a first and a player and maybe like a fifth, I think that gets you one of them. If I'm being honest, I, I don't really know. Um, you know, that's more where you are definitely uh, an ex- expert in that area that, you know, more than I am, I'd say, but I, I still think it's too early um how early is too early man no i know i i I think things need to be shaken up but i like i wouldn't want to get rid of like if if you're talking about getting rid of kako which people are you know people are still talking about that like bleacher report came out of that trade right last week yeah i mean i would prefer not um, to do that yeah like i'm still looking at stats and and the rangers still like you know they're fifth in shots on goal per game they're ninth best power play the shots against they're good they're fifth best in that area too and their penalty kill is fifth in the league also like they still are doing good things. It's just about being consistent. So like in that sense, like I still want to give it more time because I do think they can pick it up and find that Mm -hmm. consistency level. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to shake so many things up yet when Mm -hmm. those, you know, numbers and and stats and and all that stuff starts to dwindle and and they're just like fully playing bad. If that does ever happen, that's when I'll say, all right, let's make a move. Yeah. But because like they're still doing more positive than negative, the results just like aren't there yet. I'm not really ready to hit the panic button. The, the thing that uh, concerns me, and I don't envy Drury at all, because those moves are the moves you make when your team is one piece away. Yeah. And right now, we do not like look like we're one piece away when we're beating San Jose Sharks in the last 20 seconds of the game. You know, like, yeah. it, it, it doesn't look like we are playing like that team we were last year and i I think we yeah we need to figure it out we need to find that consistency and and that's going to be the storyline all season with these guys is finding Mm -hmm. this consistency figuring out ways 
how to put the puck in the net, getting deflects, like utilizing and using your strengths, like the power play and the forecheck and things like that. And then mirroring, like, like avoiding your weaknesses, right? Like they, they clearly have some defensive issues. It's, it's obvious. Um, but they didn't look too terrible on defense these last few games. Granted, they weren't like elite teams. So I'm really, I'm really like interested to see how it it shakes out this week because they they are playing two pretty good teams. And the good news is that Igor is pretty much back to Igor. It seems right. Like yes, he's been playing great. Um, You know, I also before we get into fan questions because I think we're getting to that point. Yeah, I do want to get. a shout out and thank you to Valley. Valley shouted me out on the MSG pregame last night against the Sharks because I had tweeted back at him a while ago about Igor making those ridiculous glove saves, although sometimes they're like, you know, a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Exaggerated when he, you know, makes a glove save at his knees and then he windmills it over his shoulder to make it look like he robbed somebody. Um, but I'll play that clip really quick right now. Jay Lazzy23 had tweeted me a while ago about, is that something that's coached? Well, that's not coached either. <laughs> you know, that's the response. But the one thing that I have to say to that, it's not, it's not coached. But you know, just like a defenseman knows a big block gets the team going, a good penalty kill gets everybody charged up and to their feet on the bench and spanking the boards with their sticks, a good glove save does that. And I think that a goalie that understands the momentum swings of a game, Igor knows that as well as anybody. So if he's out there having fun, to me, that's always a really good sign. So that was a pleasant surprise when I was watching the pregame last night. Um, I don't think really have much to talk about as far as the Sharks cracking games go. I think, you know, last week's kind of behind us. Um, do you want to go into fan questions, Cody? Let's do it. Okay. So the first one, this is a, a newbie, I think. Perry Cunavelis. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. By the end of the season, which one of the kids will have the most points? Great question. Great question. And for the uh, background, right now, Hedl has four goals, four assists, eight points in 13 games. Kako has three goals and four assists in 19 games. And Lafreniere has two goals, five assists, also in 19 games. So Hedl leads right now in points with less games played, six games less. So concerning. That is so concerning that <laughs> Lafreniere has seven points in 19 games. Um. And Kako also has seven. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess anyone any, anyone would be lying right now if they didn't say they they didn't think it was going to be Hedl. I mean, he he's missed five six games this year, and he's still putting up points. You know, a season's a long time. Eighty two games is is a long time. Uh, I want to say I, I just I want to say at some point Lafreniere is going to turn it on. I think he has to. I think if he doesn't, it's it's a big big problem for this organization. So because of that, I'm going to say Lafreniere at some point is going to go on a tear and finish with 40 points. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if he doesn't, yikes. I'm going to say Kako, which is interesting. I feel, like usually, I feel like usually we'd have the opposite. Like I'd take Lafreniere and you'd take Kako. I feel like. Mm. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. But for me, I think Kako, he, he's just doing so many things the right way that at some point, I think it's just going to click. And mm-hmm. I, I'd be willing to make a bet right now that Kako scores at least 20 goals this year. Um, you know, I only I know he has three right now with, you know, 60 or so games left to play. But, you know, that's a bet I'd be willing to take if anyone wants to tweet at me to take the other side of that bet. Because, I mean, Kako is getting so many scoring chances every single night. He's, he's been a difference maker every night. And I think at some point, honestly, we, we might see Kako get some first power play time. Like I, I am not, uh, you know, I was kind of against it at first. I, I didn't think there was a spot for him before the season started, but 
the way he's been protecting the puck and retrieving the puck, I think offensively, I could see him being a good fit in that first unit if things need to be shaken up a little bit more. Um, so I'm going to go with Kako. Um, you know, Heedle has been super impressive. I think Heedle might get some other ice time as well, maybe on the wing this year. I don't know if they need to shake some more things up because Heedle can score. He's been playing really well, um, five on five as well. And uh, yeah, I, I'm going to say Kako. And, uh, you know, that does hurt me because I love Lafreniere, but I've just, I've loved everything I've seen from Capo Kako this year. Do you want to go to the next one? Yeah. All right. So this one's from our boy, Sammy Hockey 36. When will the Kraftsov experiment end? When he returns, does he play fourth line? I think the experiment will last up until the deadline. Um, you know, I think obviously he's an expendable guy, but yeah. I don't think at any point he will play fourth line minutes. It's just a waste. I think if anything, he'll be scratched as opposed to playing fourth line time. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to see him maybe even get some ice time with Panarin, Mika, you know, Kravtsov be a line, like try that out. Maybe there is some chem or we saw it a little bit, but there obviously it's been very inconsistent with uh, Kravtsov being out of the lineup a lot, but Panarin and Kravtsov, like we're starting to form some chemistry and I'd love to see that get another chance. So you put them with Mika, maybe it works out I, at this point, like just try fucking anything, you know, like yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not here saying like, this is what the lines need to be because something needs to happen for them to score goals consistently. So to that point though, to the question that Sammy has, I don't think Kravtsov will get any fourth line time. Um, it just, it just, yeah. There's no benefit to him being on the fourth yeah. line. So it's, um, that's a know. waste. And then you're, you're, I feel like if you put him on the fourth line, you're kind of accepting he's not going to be who you wanted him to be. Yeah. Um, I think they need to keep putting him in the top nine and, and, you know, trying him out on different lines and, hopefully he will like click um you know he hasn't played much so like we this kid's very raw and we don't really know what we have with him yet uh we've seen the talent and then we've also seen the not talent so um that being said like i i think johnny's spot on the money there uh, you know if we don't get results by the trade deadline i could see them moving him or something like that because he's only assigned like he's a free agent at the end of the year as of now thanks bro all right let's get into the last one from our friend kelsey K underscore cat underscore. And this is a Cody boner alert fantasy land. You guys both sign NHL contracts and can make a no trade list. You just love fantasy land. I feel like what teams are on those lists Add as Darius many Sanko or as fantasy little land? as you choose. No, but um, you. you go first on this one. Um, you guys can both shoot. Okay. Sign NHL con. What teams are on those <laughs> lists? Okay. Um, I would sign with the Rangers and that's the question it's like, which teams would you not want to play for like five teams that you just like would never want yeah to i was play just for. i was just letting everybody know i would i would play for the boys um mm -hmm. yeah okay i'm making a note i'm definitely not going to canada you can pay me enough to go to canada none so of the teams in canada one of the teams in canada i i new york is as cold as it gets for me and it is cold i i can't do canada i don't care if you're giving me 10 mil a year um definitely not playing for the oats I'm definitely not playing for the Sharks. Oh, well, San Jose is kind of cool, but no, I'm still yeah. not playing for the Sharks. Um, so that's like, how, how many Canadian teams are there? Eight? There's six. It's the Maple Leafs, no. Canadians, Oilers, Jets, Flames, and Senators. Um, Senators. Okay. Um, and you said Winnipeg? Yeah, okay. All right, so six. So that's eight. And... How many are you naming? <laughs> I was I was gonna be a ten team no trade. Okay, ten. All right, ten team no trade. I th I think that's pretty standard. No? That's fine. Yeah, yeah. I've come okay. up with ten now. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say my last two would be 
Pittsburgh's on there because fuck Pittsburgh and the Devils are on there because fuck the Devils. Okay. Good points. <laughs> I would play in Canada. There are certain teams I definitely wouldn't play for. I would not want to play in Winnipeg. I would not want to play in Edmonton. Um, Calgary, I, I would maybe think I, I'd enjoy. Um, great fan base. Apparently a great city. I've never been, but I've heard a lot of good things, and they love hockey up there. Um, Montreal, I would definitely love to play for. Montreal, I think, would be sick. Um, and yeah, Toronto, I'd say no to Toronto just because my mental stability would not be able to handle it. But then the other teams, I, I like, I, like I said, I definitely wouldn't play for the Jets. Definitely wouldn't play for the Oilers, and definitely not Toronto. So those are three. Then I think in the states, this is tough because there's so many bad teams that I actually think I would enjoy playing for. Like I'd love to play in Anaheim. I, I wouldn't mind playing in Arizona. Um, wow. Okay, I need to brainstorm a little bit more. I was only planning on doing five, so. Um, I'll say Ottawa. I wouldn't want to play in Ottawa. That could be added to the list. So that's four. Buffalo. I would never want to play in Buffalo. It's I hate it up there. They get so much snow, and I went to school up there for two years. And I like no offense, to people in Buffalo. I just fucking hate it up there. Like it's way too cold for me. And um, you know the people are great. The city's great. I just I couldn't I couldn't do it. So I'm saying no to Buffalo. Um, Minnesota, same thing. Way too cold. Not for me. Where else? What are some other teams? Blanking here. Um, there's the Devils, uh, Hurricanes, Islanders, Penguins, Flyers, Boston, Tampa. You're playing. You're, you play for those guys. Buffalo. Ooh, Buffalo would be. There. Oh, there's actually a seventh Canadian team. We forgot Vancouver. I knew it. I knew yeah, it. I knew it. Forgot I knew Vancouver. It. There's not a lot of teams I like. Wouldn't want to play for. Um. Yeah, I think for me. I really think that's it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Just can't. I'm not doing Canada, and then yeah. you know. Rangers rivals like the two teams I hate the most are the Devils and Pittsburgh. So throw them yeah. on there. Honestly, I'd even play for the Yotes. Take the Yotes off and put the Islanders on. I'm not playing for the Islanders. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, I, I don't really have a lot of teams that I like, wouldn't want to be. So those are mine. Whatever. There I, you I, go. I yeah, I think I said the Jets, Oilers, Maple Leafs. Oh, we're going again. Okay. Wild. I'm just trying to think of who I said. <laughs> um, all right. So that's going to wrap up our fan questions for the week. Do you want to go into the draft? And what are we doing? this week for the drafts that's honestly a great question um for the draft this week let's do oh i got a good one okay. favorite accessories like you like be more specific hat, headphones sunglasses like what do you what do you have to have with you you know okay yeah yeah you want to like, start i'll go first I'm, I'm gonna go my my bose earbuds like for the gym, for work, like wherever I go, they come with me. And okay, so I can't, do, I can't do headphones. Nope. <laughs> um, what are other accessories? Like, I don't even fucking use anything. Um, can you, can you explain like more, like what accessories can qualify as like what sure. a jacket be an accessory, like, like a Kindle, uh, uh, like I don't use any of that shit. <laughs> yeah you're not grown up true 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 no all right, all right. Um, should, we, should we redraft should yeah let's do... redraft. <laughs> um all right how about favorite yo what about just favorite all-time television shows that works okay kind of basic i feel like but it plays. is it a little bit what about what about documentaries do you not watch documentaries i thought you like documentaries no like not really. Um, I I did watch Stutz though. It was we really should be a, oh yeah you did. We should be asking fans like for draft recommendations because this know, is seriously. Embarrassing. Uh, and I didn't want to do like the Thanksgiving food because that's like so basic. Also, um, true. Like let's just do TV shows though. Fine. 
This okay. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, I'll go with it. You go first. Um, and you put me on the spot by me going yeah. first. Um, all right. I, I guess number one overall, I'll go Breaking Bad. Okay, that's a good pick. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have that on my list, although I do like that show. Um, but for me, it's The Office, like so easy. But it just the office is the best it's it's the best thing to throw on whenever i love the office um all right i'm gonna twist it up a little bit and 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 go with a current show that's on television just because i don't want to do all like classics so i'm gonna go yellowstone yeah. yellowstone's okay. amazing never seen a second of it um oh, dude it's kevin costner go my roommates like it though i'm gonna go yeah. with yeah. a similar vibe to yellowstone and that's dave <laughs> You're the worst. Um, not a similar vibe at all, but that's a little. Everyone knows I love Little Dicky. He's my hero. So Dave would be, and season three is coming out soon, I think. So yeah. I'm going with with Dave. All right, number three. I, I just got to go with the classic of the class. Seinfeld. Our vibes are so low with this draft right now, but continue. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. See, Seinfeld was also a show I never really got into. Yeah, yeah. You were you were like on. You were. It was a little before your time. Yeah. You know? Yours too. <laughs> You're three years, three years older than me. <laughs> um, that was great. I guess I'll go like, like I don't want to say friends, but like, how could I not? You know, like ever, like anyone who listens knows I don't really watch a lot of shows, so like it's hard for me to like really pick any like. It's hard for you to articulate one. what, what yeah. you like, and what you don't like. I'm trying to think of a show that I binged that I like that I loved. Yeah, um, next 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 week, let's have the <laughs> let's have the fans. Yeah. Choose the draft for us. Well, also next week we're not going to be posting oh, yeah. an episode. So two yeah, weeks fair. from now, we need your help. Give us some draft topics because we yeah. totally botched on this one. Dude, we should have um, done favorite vacation spots. Yeah, we can do that next time, I guess maybe. Okay, but I think we just put this one to rest. We'll, yeah, we'll take the this, L. R.I.P. R.I.P. We'll take the L on this um, one. But all right, anyways, let's go into this week's slate. We got yeah. three games, two good teams. So we do have the Kings, we have the Ducks, and then we have the Oilers. If we lose to the Ducks, uh, we you you might not hear from me for for a month. That feels um, like a, a Halak game. Yeah, it feels like Halak's first win for sure. Halak, a lock. Um, if he doesn't win that game, he's in a lot of trouble. If yeah, he that one. yeah. Then we're then we're calling up the Ming ASAP. Um, all right, my my predictions. Oh man, this is tough. I feel like the Kings always play well against us, and they are kind of rolling right now. But for some reason, I feel like we're gonna hold our own here. Um, so I do think we're going to win this game and I think it's going to be another classic low scoring game. So I'm going to go two to one. Okay. And then against the ducks, please don't make me look like an asshole. I'm going to say <laughs> four to one Rangers. And then against the Oilers, I think they're going to give us some trouble. Obviously they have two of the best players in the league. Uh, and they do usually play well against us, and it's usually a high-scoring match. So I think this is going to be one of those. So I'm going to say five to four, and Oilers are going to beat us in overtime. Wow. Okay. That's that game is going to be so fun. I really yeah. wish I was going. Yeah. Um, what'd you say Duck score was going to be? Four to one. Four to one Rangers. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I think the Rangers lose to the Kings. I'm going to say three to one. I just I don't trust the offense right now, and and the Kings have like to your point have been playing pretty well as of late. Yeah. And the Kings are a much better team this year than they were last year. I think adding Kevin yeah. Fiala was a huge addition for them. Yeah, he's um, so sick. He's nasty, and I'm gonna go against the Ducks second night of a back to back. If Halak starts, I'm gonna say like five two Rangers. 
Um, and then the Edmonton game Saturday afternoon. What's Edmonton's schedule? I want to see who they play. I know they play the Devils Monday. They they're, probably play they're the 10 Islanders. and eight. They're ten and eight, so they're not playing that well either right now. What's their um, goaltender has been an issue? But they had a, they had a big win last night against the Golden Knights. They played yeah. the Islanders Wednesday, so they're going to have just as much rest as the Rangers will. Yeah, I I think the Oilers come out and uh, I think they win four to two on Saturday. I don't know. They scare me, even okay. though they're still inconsistent. But they they scare me. So you think the Oilers win four to two? Yeah, I think the Oilers win four to two. Okay, so you think so you think Rangers we're going to one and two, two, and our yeah. struggles continue? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But I think that's gonna wrap it up for this week, right? You got any final thoughts before we go? No, I don't. I just hope they figure it out. That's it. Yeah. I hope. I hope yeah. the boys figure it out. I hope they roll and you know find that consistency and then and then get get rolling. I mean, we're all waiting for it to happen, right? Like everybody's waiting for it to happen. So. Yeah, but we won't have an episode next week. We're taking Thanksgiving weekend off. Um, just to you know, recharge the batteries a little bit. But we will be back the following week. There's a lot of good games coming up. The Rangers actually have like a homestand coming up after yep. this trip ends. Yep. Um, and oh, and we're going what? to the game together on December 15th. Reverse retros. Yes. Come, come through. Come through and hang out. Maybe we'll, uh, you know, that week we'll say like, we'll post like a, a section. We'll hang out in like in between periods or something for yeah. anyone who's going to come say what up. But I'm also going to the game December 5th against the Blues. I'll be there that night. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I got nothing else to really say. Um, should be a fun week back to back Tuesday, Wednesday in LA going to be staying up late this week, but yeah, that's all I got. So love you guys. Thank you for listening and send us some draft ideas. Cause we're fucking struggling with them. LFGR. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.